This is Tiny Themes Podcast with your host, Amanda Batts. Amanda, thanks so much for joining this week's episode. We're going to be talking about bringing your baby to Disney 101 and what to expect and what to best prep. This is something that I get questions on a lot because it's challenging to bring a baby to the parks, but it also doesn't have to be. So I'm here to kind of alleviate some of those stressors, share some of the information that I learned the hard way and just through experiencing the park with two different babies who had different temperaments and different things and different needs, of course. So I will be sharing those tips coming up in the main portion of our episode. But first I wanna share some updates as far as theme park entertainment, Disney news. A couple of the things this week were the Disney 100 exhibition opened. It's located in Philly at the Franklin Institute. And I don't know if y'all saw, but there's a Walt hologram, which sounds very fascinating. We're traveling to Philly. Well, my parents live outside of Philly this summer for my cousin's wedding. So we're going to be up there and I'm hoping we can go check it out while we're up there because I'm very curious about it. So if any of y'all have gone, I'd love to hear your thoughts. So feel free to message me. But it looks really fascinating. So anything Disney I'm excited about and the fact that one of the only locations, I think it might be the only location in the US is in Philly. It's pretty cool. So have y'all seen the new Barney look that's coming in 2024? I know they just dropped a photo of Barney of what he's going to look like. He looks adorably sweet, very different than the original, but also very similar. I don't know about you, but I grew up watching Barney. That was like one of my very favorite shows. Universal used to have a show called A Day in the Park with Barney. And it's since closed because they're adding something new to that part of the park. But it was such a cute show. It was like a theater in the round. You closed your eyes at one part and Barney came from being the toy doll to the real Barney. BJ and Baby Bop, right? Those are their names. Yeah would come in and do little song and dance numbers with the kids and it just super cute show. Fun story. This was before we had children, but Michael and I went because we were like, we both grew up on Barney and we're like, we got to go see this show. So we did years ago and it was like pre-COVID times and you could go meet Barney afterwards, which was really sweet. I love meeting characters at Disney, but I have never had a character experience like this. And I think it's because Barney meant so much to me during my childhood, but we went over to Barney to get a picture and just, you know, have a normal character experience. So sweet. And I was like, Barney, I grew up watching you just, you know, being sweet. And he like motions, like, I remember you. And the cast member said, oh, Barney says he remembers you. Y'all, like, I got so misty eyed because it was just such a sweet moment. I'll remember it forever. Like Michael and I were there, we're like, oh my gosh, party. Like it was just so sweet. So I'm excited for this next generation to grow up, getting to experience this new Barney. I don't really know what he's going to be like, but I love how kind and sweet and imaginative Barney was. I thought that was always so cool about him. It'll be neat to see what this new Barney brings, but definitely an interesting look, very modern, which is cool. So I'm excited to see where that goes. In some theme park news, Universal Hollywood's Super Mario Land just opened this past week and it looks adorable. I am really excited to check it out because Michael and I are going on a 10th anniversary trip to the West Coast and we just booked our tickets to go to Super Super Mario Land at Universal Hollywood, which I'm really excited to check out the lot tour because that is the coolest lot tour 
at any theme park and Michael's never experienced it. So that's the main reason we're going. But we're so excited that Super Mario Land is open. They have passes that you can get in early. So we bought those so we can try to check it out before the crowds come since it's new. But it looks so cute. I watched some of the video from the preview event and Mario and Luigi like legit talk. I'm hoping all of the meet and greet ones versus just like the Mario and Luigi who were there for the grand opening, but they like legitimately talk, their eyes move, their mouths move. It's really cool technology. So I'm excited to see if that's what it's gonna be like when we go to the park. We're really excited about it, but I can't wait for it to open up here in Orlando for in summer 2025 at Universal's Epic Universe Park. So that will be coming to Orlando and that's gonna be such a cool addition at some point. But right now it is open at Universal Hollywood. So if you're from the West Coast or you're planning a trip to the West Coast, definitely check it out. I have a friend who's there right now and she is loving it. So I'm excited to experience it ourselves. I'll definitely be sharing on Instagram and sharing some updates on here too. After we go, we're going in late April. So I will give you some updates then. In some other fun Orlando happenings, MegaCon Orlando is our big Comic-Con like style com convention and it is coming back this year. I've wanted to go for years and I think I might have to like bite the bullet and get a ticket this year because the lineup is super solid and they keep adding more. So right now, some of the highlights in my book are Hayden Christensen, Anakin, um, Henry Winkler, the Fonz. I mean, that alone is epic. Mark Paul Gosselar. How do you say his name? I'm not sure. For, uh, Zach Morris. That's basically all you need to do from Saved by the Bell. He's going to be there. Uh, Sean Gunn, Kirk from Gilmore Girls. How fun is that? And Steve Burns from the OG Blues Clues. I mean, it just keeps getting better and better. So they keep adding new celebrities who are joining. I love, as you know, people watching for Halloween events at Disney. So like this is going to be that on steroids. So I'm really excited to go. I just need to figure out if I'm going to do any meet and greets or all that. I'm new to the Comic-Con style convention. So we'll see what I end up doing. But I'm... I'm really thinking I'm gonna have to go this year because it just sounds too good to miss. It's also the same weekend as the Prego Expo, which I will be at. It's in Orlando on April 2nd. I have been wanting to go to that for years too. It is the biggest pregnancy and baby event in the country, and it is coming to Orlando April 2nd at the Rosen Plaza. They have vendors for new and expectant parents with product demos, educational seminars to help feel parents like set for success with a new baby. And I know they're doing lots of giveaways, strollers, car seats, carriers. And I hear that there's like fun photo stations and baby style, baby shower style games for attendees to play. And so my sister-in-law and I are going to be there and we can't wait to check everything out. If you are also interested in joining, if you have a little one or a little one on the way, I have a link to book tickets for the Orlando event in the show notes as well. But I'm excited about that because I mean, as a mom myself, there's so many companies and products that are going to be there that I love. So I'm excited to check out some of their new products and get to try them out because that's that's a thing at least I experienced here, especially with Bye Bye Baby not carrying everything that I would love to have on a registry. It's cool to be able to go check some stuff out that you couldn't if you're you know adding a registry on Amazon. So we don't have any other babies on the horizon in our family. We might at some point, but right now two's great. But I'm really excited to check it out because I think there's definitely going to be some elements that we can incorporate into our lifestyle with toddlers and also just things to learn and experience as parents. 
there's always so many things to do in Orlando, which I love. Those are two great things on the same weekend. So <laughs> that's pretty awesome. Like I said, I have a link to that in the show notes. I also will be talking today about some Disney baby must-haves. Those are also in the show notes, a links to my Amazon shop list. Disney baby must-haves, toddler must-haves, and adult must-haves for the theme parks. Things that are tried and true that we've used many and many a time. For adult clothes, too, just FYI, I love Cakeworthy. They have these really cute all-over prints that I like to wear at the park but really funky Disney theming. It's like a little edgier, really cool. It's my favorite. So I also have a coupon for that that I'm going to put in the show notes. It's $10 off of 50 if you use this code. So it is a really cool unisex style clothing for Disney. Their pajamas are the most comfortable pajamas I've ever had in my life. And I also kind of feel like a toddler when I wear them because they're like really epic prints, but they're awesome. So I have some Space Jam ones, some Powerpuff Girl ones. They're they're great. So they're like the most comfortable material. I got my sister some Fruity Pebble ones. Really cute stuff. But if you're interested in that, they just sent me a link for that. So I'd love to make sure you get $10 off if you're going to buy anything from Cakeworthy for your trip. All right, bringing a baby to Disney. This can be super daunting, but it is truly a great place to bring a baby since Disney is made for families of all sizes and ages. I'm not saying it isn't extra work to bring a baby to Disney, but since you'd be doing all of the things, the feeding, the changing the diapers, the naps, the burping, the going on walks at home, why don't you do it at Disney? That was always my philosophy. So I'm going to tell you today a little bit about prepping, what to do when you're there, and what to make sure you avoid just to make it easier for you and feel more manageable. So as far as prepping goes, try your best to stick to your daily schedule as much as you can, but let go of the idea that you will follow it to a T because you won't. Things will shift and that's okay, even though I'm like preaching to the choir with this because if you're a planner like me, I encourage you to go with the flow where you can and give yourself grace during the times when things are off schedule because they will get off schedule just with the nature of times being different. But if you can keep things as consistently as possible, great. It'll just help you in the long run, especially when it comes to the evening. But I do find that when my littles were at Disney, like especially when they were really little, they would be like really soothed by just being out in the fresh air, hearing just the ambient sounds around them and being on walks. So it honestly, my kids were really happy being out at the parks. There were definitely moments that they were not happy, but for the most part, they really did enjoy the experience. As far as packing goes for babies, pack the essentials and then a few Disney must-haves that I've learned the hard way. So you know the number of diapers, bottles, outfits, passies, and toys your baby goes through in a day. So of course, bring those items, but you'll also wanna bring a couple things like a diaper changing pad, which you probably have in your diaper bag, but I really like this one for the parks because I used to use a little bit of a bigger one with Tallulah, but now I just use these like vegan leather, just roll out kind of ones. It's perfect for on the go changes. I've changed diapers on the lawn in the hub that's right by Cinderella's castle, countless benches, theater seats, all with the changing pad in between the baby and the surface. And it just helped me stay in the action instead of having to go find a bathroom or go do something where I needed to change the baby and that like on a changing table. So that's something you wanna for sure bring. As far as stroller fans go, make sure you get a good one. 
And I know that sounds like Ina Garten level of vague with saying the good one, but the ones that they make for kids are not necessarily helpful. Like they literally do nothing. I've put my hand in front of one of those kid fans and I feel like there's barely any flow at all. So I do have a link to our favorite one in the show notes for the My Disney Baby Must Have list. It's a like a camping fan that's like a clip fan. So it has batteries, always bring a few extra just in case it starts slowing down. But it is so much better. So we actually have one for that we clip on the stroller seat for both kids. So that can be for toddlers and for babies. But you definitely want to bring that, especially if you're coming in the summer, because it is just absolutely toasty here. And the stroller fans help so much with that. I definitely encourage a stroller for your park day. If you are coming from out of town, I know there's a couple options as far as strollers. You can rent them directly from Disney or you can rent them from an outside service. I know quite a few of them come to the um, hotels and they give them to you that morning and then you could take it with you for the rest of your trip or you can rent them for your, at Disney. If you have a super little baby, I wouldn't use the Disney one because they're, they're great for toddlers who can sit up, but I would not put a baby in there like a little, little baby. I'd recommend either bringing your own stroller or renting one that's more suitable for a baby. Carriers as well, make sure that you have a carrier of some sort. I love using ring slings. I use wild bird ring slings. They're just my absolute favorite. They're linen, so they're breathable and they're not as toasty hot in Florida, which is great. Whatever carrier you prefer, bring that. It's great for waiting in lines. Your baby can nap on you if you're if they're overstimulated or just need to be out of the stroller. Although I gotta say, like I said, the stroller with the shade down and the fan on put my girls in dreamland like super fast. So strollers are great as well, but if you're needing to get them out with waiting in line, carriers are fantastic for doing that. And since it does get incredibly sunny in Orlando, don't forget a sun hat if you're gonna be walking around, if it's not at night or them being, you know, in covered areas. If they're in any kind of sunny uncovered areas, just make sure you put a little sun hat on them for the walk. So as far as bottles go, I both nursed and bottle fed my kids. So when we were in the bottle stage, heating bottles was slightly complicated at the parks, not gonna lie. I know they make some cool new bottle warming all-in-one travel warmers. Those weren't really a thing when my kids were, were that little. If you don't have something like that, I recommend, so baby care centers, and I'll talk more about this in a little bit, they do have hot water that you can use to warm the bottle up. If you're not going to a baby care center, I brought a big cup that would fit the bottle inside and I would just go to any like Joffrey's cart or any restaurant and ask for a cup of hot water and then I would just pour it in there, warm up the bottle until it was the right temperature and then, you know, of course, test it and then give it to the baby. So that is what I found to be the best on the go. When it comes to nursing, you know your comfortability level. I used a cover and found a few really great spots in each park where I didn't feel like holed up, but I felt like I could still enjoy the atmosphere of the parks while nursing the baby. So two of my requirements for nursing spots at the park were, can I comfortably sit? And will no one be able to look down from above when I'm seated? Because, you know, there's creeps, we all know that. So if that's something that makes you uncomfortable, those were my two stipulations, but you know what your stipulations are. I'm going to share some of my hidden gem spots that were my nursing favorite locations at each of the parks because I found some that I would go to all the time. 
And I'm going to talk more about the baby care centers because you can absolutely nurse in there too. But since most of them are located in the front of the park, I would always like finding places that were a little bit further away from the front of the park because if you're in the middle of the park day, you don't want to schlep everything back to the front. So at Magic Kingdom, my favorite hidden gem spot to nurse is the covered area between the Cheshire Cat Cafe and the Mad Tea Party. It's this area that there's some sort of like... I don't know why it's always cool, but it is. It could be maybe there's air conditioning from the Cheshire Cat Cafe or the Winnie the Pooh ride that's right behind it, but there's literally no purpose for it. And sometimes cast members might come in and out to go to, I think it's the entrance of the Cheshire Cat Cafe, but it is rarely used. It's this quiet little alcove. You can hear park music. It's just cool and beautiful and it's in the center of just about everything, but it's a very quiet, calm place. That is definitely my favorite Magic Kingdom nursing spot. As far as Epcot goes, there are so many hidden nooks. My favorite one is on the path to the Ratatouille ride. So before you get before you get towards the crepe shop, on the left, there are some of these facades that face the water with almost like front porch stoops. And it is the perfect shaded nursing spot. And the rest of your crew can fit there too. So we would usually park the stroller right in front. And then um, just to kind of block everything off. And then I would sit there and nurse the baby. And one of the best things is, since it is in France, you could assign your crew to go get some pastries so mama can eat while she nurses too. Because the pastries over in France, as we all know, are incredible. So that's always a nice plus for that one. The UK Pavilion also has some similar front stoops in the back courtyard area that are lovely for nursing. So that's another really good spot. There are so many little nooks and crannies throughout Epcot, so you can definitely find them, especially in World Showcase in the different countries, because a lot of folks stay on the promenade and not as many people go deep into the country, so there's a lot of really good spots the further back you go. At Hollywood Studios, Star Wars Launch Bay is definitely my favorite spot for nursing. It's air-conditioned and it's pretty calm and quiet. If you go towards the BB-8 meet-and-greet and take a left down those stairs like you're headed towards Darth Vader, but then make a right right after the stairs. I know this sounds kind of complicated, but you'll see the little alcove I'm talking about. You just go a little bit further in so no one can look down from the stairs, but it is a spot where rarely anybody's at, which is really nice. Sometimes you'll see some kids like running around that little area by Darth Vader's meet and greet spot, but for the most part, it's really quiet. There's some nice ambient music. You get to see some Star Wars stuff happening and it's very calm and peaceful. So that's my favorite spot at Hollywood Studios. Very tucked away. And at Animal Kingdom, I actually do enjoy the Baby Care Center. Disney Baby Care Centers are available at each park. There's one typically in the front of the park. If they had more than one, I'd probably use them a little bit more just from a convenience standpoint. But since they're in the front of the park, it can be a little challenging to get back to them anytime you need a diaper change or a bottle or nursing time. Each of these centers include changing stations, rocking chairs, hot water for bottle warming, diapers, snacks, bottles, clothes, and formula for purchase, as well as a calming air-conditioned environment. It sounds lovely, and it is in a sense, but I've had some not-so-great experiences at some of them, which is probably why I don't love using them. I haven't had a nursing baby since they redid the Magic Kingdom one, but when I was there in the location that they had at in Tomorrowland, they had a very limited number of mothers who could be nursing their babies there, which is fine, 
But when your baby needs to eat, it's go time, as you know, as a parent. So it was kind of challenging because you couldn't just go in. You'd have to wait sometimes. And then at that point, it was kind of worthless of getting there. I'd rather just nurse them in the park, wherever my family is at. And also the Magic Kingdom original location, they didn't let you bring strollers in, which is kind of nuts in my mind to try to juggle all of that and all the stuff that you need with your baby and carrying everything just to get in position. I mean, just nursing alone, sometimes you need to have the baby sat down, like sit down and then get yourself all put together and then do it. So that I always thought was an oversight. I'm really hoping the new updated baby care center at Magic Kingdom allows you to bring in strollers because I know some of the other parks do. That always to me was like mind boggling because I would sometimes go by myself to go use the station and then that is a ton for a mom to have to juggle. I know we can but it's not ideal especially when you're like sweaty and kind of exhausted from the day. Just having your stroller there is a nice peace of mind to grab anything that you may have forgotten. So Epcot and Hollywood Studios, you can bring strollers into their current baby care centers, but the vibe inside theirs feels kind of noisy and chaotic, and maybe it was just the times that I was there, but it um, it definitely feels like there's more of a bullpen kind of atmosphere for things. So if there's one baby losing it, I don't know if y'all's kids were like this, but my kids usually feed off of other babies' emotions, so if someone was losing it, they would definitely get on edge and start losing it a little bit more too. For me, it just felt a little bit better to be in more of a quiet space. Animal Kingdom does have some private rooms. It's cooled beautifully, which is always great, especially because Animal Kingdom is so toasty. And the private rooms had rocking chairs and changing stations. And a lot of, they do also have like a communal nursing room, which is fine. And a lot of the other locations, they all have that. My kids definitely did better with more ambient noise, like park music and and hearing just people walk by than other kids. Like I said, they definitely got distracted easily. So that was kind of an environment that bred that because some of the babies are much older. Some of the babies are much younger. It's kind of fun to be around other moms. I love that, but it definitely can be challenging when you're in the park. Baby care centers are a really nice place to stop if you need something for the baby. But I personally feel that there are way easier spots to nurse and change your little one than going to the baby care centers. So going to the park with a baby is absolutely doable. There's a lot of things to just keep in mind. Just make sure you keep things flowing as much as you can to your normal schedule to keep the baby in alignment, but also let go of the fact that things are not going to go 100% according to plan. You may be nursing in a queue. You may be, you know, changing a diaper in a spot you didn't expect to be changing a diaper, but it's all good. You're at Disney. You're enjoying your family time and just try to enjoy as many moments as you can for yourself too, because as a new parent, just having a baby, you need to get out as much as you can also, because I know how draining that can be as a new parent and just the stress you put on yourself. I encourage you, if you're debating between going to Disney and not going to Disney with a baby, it's totally worth it. It's worth going. Just take a little bit of a slower pace. If you have some additional family that wants to come and help support, that's great too. So the rest of the crew can ride some of the bigger rides while you're taking care of the baby, or you can go ride them, you know, right after with baby swap, which is something that is definitely possible, which is great. And we'll talk about that a little bit more too. If you're going to the park with a baby, know that it's totally doable and enjoy yourself as much as you absolutely can. All right. Q and a section. What's a unique thing to do with a baby at Disney? I think this is a really good question. 
And I get asked this because it is really unique that we've taken babies to Disney as often as we did. Just being local, it's been great that we can do that. But there are some unique experiences at Disney besides nursing them on TTA while the rest of your party rides Space Mountain (laughs) because so many moms do that and I love that so much. It makes me so happy. When I was on my college program, I remember that vividly that like moms would just bring their little nuggets and be nursing them on the people mover, TTA people mover, while the rest of their crew was in Space Mountain and waiting in line because you can re-ride that ride and it's decently slow moving. It's all on the same level. It's personally my favorite ride at the park and I'm so glad I got to work it because it's just so fun. But that is a awesome spot to nourish your baby or just to have your baby nap while they're in your arms on the ride because you're still doing a ride, but they're also calm, cool, and collected enjoying some time with mommy, which is great. I'd say character meet and greets are also awesome with little ones because there's a lot of special moments for your whole crew to enjoy. I have noticed that the more character meet and greets we did with a baby, Before character would take a break, we would more often than not be either the last party or the first party for when the character would return. Or if you're going into specific rooms, like with a Mickey meet and greet or a princess meet and greet, sometimes they'll hold you to be the front of the next line or the back of the line before they cut it off. And I find this really interesting. At first, I thought it was a little odd, but it's really cool because then you get a lot more extra time with the characters. And I always treasure that. And I think it's something really special to do with your little ones because it's just so cute seeing them with the characters and the characters absolutely love it. Now the characters can't hold your kiddos for pictures or anything, but you can ask the characters if they feel comfortable sitting with the baby. If your baby's old enough to sit, they can't hold the babies, but they can be right there next to them. But just ask a character if they feel comfortable. If you feel comfortable, of course, I didn't really feel comfortable with that until my kids were a little bit older, but it's all based on your preference, but you can also talk to the cast member, and the character. Another really unique baby experience at Disney is Baby's first haircut at Harmony Barbershop in Magic Kingdom. It is absolutely adorable. Reservations are required, but they do have some occasional walk-ups. So if you're in the park and you haven't made a reservation, check that first thing in the morning. It's right on Main Street, right next to the Emporium on the left. It's, I believe, $28. They give you a lock of the baby's hair and a little sachet. My first haircut Mickey ears and a first haircut certificate along with some pixie dust. And it is just such a sweet experience. It's a great spot to take photos. It's a really unique little location, but you can get some really great photos afterwards as well with their little My First Haircut hat on. I will say if you're looking for a very unique precision haircut for your kiddo. This is probably not the place to do it. This is more ceremonial. They do some really good boy haircuts too. I noticed when, so we held off on doing Tallulah's first haircut till when Harmony Barbershop reopened because before the pandemic, her hair wasn't long enough to get a cut. So we waited till she was, how old was she? Three before she got her first haircut because we wanted to have it done there, which was great. And she really wanted this like Madeline style bob. And we asked for it and it was, it was still a lovely experience, but we ended up having to go get her haircut, like from a stylist over at Pigtails and Crew Cuts, which was great. And it turned out beautifully, but this is more of like a ceremonial haircut, especially for girls. I have noticed that their boy, boy haircuts are definitely more like you can get them done there weekly if you want. And it's, I know my nephew got his hair cut there more often than not when he was really little and they did a great job. Uh, It's just a little bit harder for girls hair. Are there any things to avoid with babies 
that are allowed but are not great for the babies? Great question. So there's two things that I would note as far as that goes. So loud shows definitely bring headphones along with you to the park. I put a link to our favorite in the Amazon Disney baby must have list that's in the show notes. I think it was the frozen one. It must have been where we were seated, but it was blaring loud. And I was so thankful for headphones because it's just a little out of control for the little ones. It was loud for me at times. And um, yeah, so it really just depends on the day, depends on the location. So bring that for sure. It's a great thing to have for your toddler too, but really good, especially for the super little ones. I know we brought Tallulah to the candlelight processional at Epcot and we were right next to the trumpeters. So I was very thankful that we brought the headphones, but you never know when you're going to need them. So I always recommend bringing headphones for the kiddos. And then another thing to avoid. So Midway Mania, Toy Story Midway Mania at Hollywood Studios is available for anyone of any height to ride. Great ride, so much fun. It's interactive. You get to like shoot at the arcade style games from your car that are projected or on the screens in front of you and you can bring anyone of any age and so if you're going to do that ride in particular I recommend wearing your baby in a wrap for that ride because it really whips you around and I was nervous about Vivi's neck and Tallulah's neck when I first heard it with her so having her in the carrier for those rides when they're super little I think is really helpful I enjoyed just baby wearing for as many rides as I was allowed to. Sometimes you have to have them like seated next to you, but for the most part, any of them that anyone can ride, they can be strapped on you and that's totally fine. I recommend that just because it makes life a little easier. If you want to have them, you know, facing out or to the side, you can just kind of shift yourself a little bit, but just makes getting in and out easier also. So keep that in mind, especially Toy Story Midway Mania. So that's our episode for today. Thank you so much for listening. As always, it's so lovely to be able to be here with you. Thank you for listening. If you have any questions, feel free to message me on Instagram at bibbidi-bobbidi-bats. Also, if you're interested in any of those links that I talked about earlier for the Prego Expo, for any of the Disney Baby Must Have Amazon lists, or for Cakeworthy, all of that can be found in the show notes. I look forward to talking with you next week, and I hope you have a great rest of your day. On behalf of myself and one of my favorite little assistants at Tiny Themes Podcast, 